So, for those who do not know who I am, my name is Nathan Daniel Glover. I am a sinner saved by grace through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, or Yeshua HaMashiach. Uh, just want to bridge the gap slightly for those who are Christians or Messianic that, or maybe new to this, that uh, the terminology Christian comes from being a follower of Christ. Uh, Christ is English. The Greek Christos means anointed one. So in uh, in the New Testament, through translations, it kind of still baffles me. But I trust I trust the uh, trust the Lord that He had a plan behind it. Um, they kept some Greek words and like English English Greek. So uh, Christos means anointed one. Well, uh, Messianic comes from Messiah, which comes from Mashiach in the Hebrew, which means the anointed one. So I just want to make that known first. So for those who kind of feel like there is some division, because I know I've felt that there is uh, some division at times and some confusion. And uh, uh, yeah, so I... I, I thought about a bunch of stuff this week. Just tons of stuff, tons of stuff. I, I uh, self-diagnosed ADHD. My attention span's short for some reason. You know, the Lord made me this way that I just constantly jumping all around, thinking about it. I got like write myself notes all the time. You can ask my wife; she washes my clothes. Open my pockets up. There's like little scraps of paper, little sticky notes, and everything. Um, so I was thinking a lot, and I. My goal was to not think as I was praying to, to the Father to, to uh, just whatever he wants me to speak on, to speak on. I, I prefer not to prepare something. I, I have a few images. You can put the first one up, actually, Stephanie, if you want. Um, yeah, I, I, a few images because I felt certain things in, in my prayer and in my reading stand out, stand out to me uh, while, while I'm speaking, speaking to the Lord. And... Uh, yeah, it's kind of dark, but either way, you're not going to be able to tell what it is. It was kind of a, it was a setup. So, um, yeah, so I try to keep those in the forefront of my mind and, and meditate on those. And then, you know, I actually prepared, prepared a couple of photos just to bring clarity. So, uh, yeah, so I just want to ask the question, does anyone know what this is a picture of? It's a little dark, but pants. pants? Oh, yeah, there you go. No guess is a bad guess. So it's like a black section, dark purple, a little bit reddish. And um, I just feel that I try, I try to understand, understand the, the Father, and, and he wants this relationship uh, with us, which I fully don't completely understand either. You know, um, like the song this morning, he's uh, the father of mercy, and um, the other song, Katonti, I'm unworthy of all the mercies and all the truth which thou hast shown thine servant. I feel that I am unworthy of these mercies, but through Yeshua, he is the true servant, that somehow it comes, it falls on me, like these blessings that I'm unworthy of, but I feel like and that's a story for all of us that he cares so much, and I reflect this a lot on my children. So uh, last night, uh, my daughter was—I have two daughters. My eight-year-old was on the top bunk of the bunk bed, and I was laying on the floor, kind of tired. We were putting them to bed, and 
it was just a beautiful thing. I'll try to hold back my emotions because I just, I feel like it was a divine thing. I even explained it to my eight-year-old. I like to share these divine moments with her so that as she grows, she, she is sensitive to the Ruach, to the spirit around her and the things that God doing because I don't feel I was always sensitive to those things. I feel that in this walk that we, li- that we are walking, this, this race that we are running, that we need to endure to the end that Paul speaks of in the New Testament, but it's also like a way of life in, 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 in this consciousness that this, this divine creator, this blessed divine creator gave us. It's such a beautiful thing that I just feel sometimes I get lost in that. Just trying to understand. I know the scriptures say you don't, you know, don't fathom the unfathomable, but yet uh, the f- God the Father, the, this, this divine creator, wants us to think about him, though. So it's kind of like this. There's, like this weird, there's two sides to it. But, yeah, so my daughter, I'm laying on the floor. I think my wife was with my, my uh, four-year-old doing something out of the room. And my daughter's arm just reaches. She's laying on her stomach. She's on the top bunk. I'm laying on my back on the floor just looking up, waiting, you know, to finish putting them to bed. And her arm just slides out from, from the mat. She's sticking out. And then she reaches down. And she says, Daddy hold my hand. And as I'm looking up, and I'm just like, I couldn't reach it. I'm just laying on my, I guess I could get up, you know, that would be first step. But I'm sitting there, and I just felt like this moment, and we're reaching, we're, we're fairly close, maybe maybe a foot, foot apart, foot apart. And I say, Lana, I want to hold your hand, but I can't reach it. And then you, I seen the hand recede, and then her teddy bear came out, and she was holding the hand of her teddy bear, and her teddy bear was just long enough for me to hold the other hand. And to her, that was like a beautiful thing. She wanted to hold my hand through the teddy bear. And I was just, I'm laying there, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm part of it. But sometimes the Lord puts us in places that we're part of, but we're not, we're, we're, we're part of it, but we're outside of it. He like allows us to see what, what, what's going on from a different perspective. So, so I'm holding the teddy bear. I'm just like, there's like a good 10, 20 seconds. So she's just content. She's just, she feels my hand, if you will, holding the teddy bear's hand. She feels my love and that intimate moment, that time spent with me by just holding the teddy bear's hand. So after a couple, you know, 20, 30 seconds, I said to her, I said, Lana, you know, you just showed me something. She said, I did? I said, yeah, you definitely, you just taught me something. The Lord just used you to teach me something. Now, you know, whether she's the father or I'm the father in this illustration or vice versa, but I just found it beautiful because I said, said to her, you know, th- this is the relationship. We we, we um, what is it, Ecclesiastes said, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, Solomon said that it's, it's, it's funny how we have this, this uh, understanding that the, the, uh, God, our creator, gave us this understanding of eternity, but not like the ability to fully fathom, you know, its, its entirety. And um, I just felt that, you know, in this, this is our relationship, which we, we, we are created with this, with this desire to know more and grow, grow more intimately and deeper, and we don't always see it, you know, we, see, we, we don't always see it, or maybe life's busy, and then this, this Messiah, this, this anointed one, this Savior, it got to the point where, you know, God gave us all these things, and we still couldn't do it, so he's like, you know what, I guess I'm just going to have to help you out a little bit more, and he brings his son, where, where that's like the bridge that bridges the gap, and, um, so that we can be close to him. And I, I just wanted to share that with you because it's just, I don't know, it just blew my mind. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sometimes I try to stay focused. Sometimes my thoughts go, go all over the place. So, um, but yeah. 
So this image is not is, well, it is something, but it's nothing. So I I put, wanted to post this image up here because I'm a visual person and I try to do visual aids because it helps me remember things. This vis this picture is just a fragment of the the fuller image, and I, I wanted to post this up here just to help you understand your, your per perception, your perspective is not always. It's not, a flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And it's very easily, it's very easy for us to just revert back to, to the natural or to, to what uh, um, we have been taught growing up or what, what we have been eating from the television or from, from YouTube or from Facebook. And there's all these different avenues which we allow things into our soul is what we hear, what we see, what we physically eat, what we spiritually eat. And, and I just want to help, you know, I just want to help you. I feel it's on my heart to, that, that, that I help you look at it differently so that when you, you know, you walk out of here and, you, you know, for the remainder of Shabbat and from Shabbat until the next Shabbat, that, you know, we just try to look at things differently because the world, I feel like there's a reoccurring theme on Mishkan, but not just on Mishkan, like, in the world, or in churches, or in television, like there's like death and destruction, all these different things. And I know uh, the rabbi touched on it, uh, like last Shabbat, uh, the last couple, and then um, Lucille talked about it. Um, my wife came to me this week with uh, with a conversation that so someone had been talking to her about, like I guess there's a, a tsunami prophesied to hit the, the the East Coast, and it's going to wipe out all this area. And she was talking to me about it, you know, a little concerned, but you know, she trusts, she trusts that you know the Lord will give us a warning if something like that were to happen. But you know, I just kept thinking of like Sodom and Gomorrah, like when uh, Abraham, Abraham is, uh, you know, oh, if there's whatever started out, a hundred righteous people, and it keeps going down, it keeps going down, it keeps going down, and then you know, I don't, uh, we're so concerned with the things that the world's concerned with. When I feel like we should be more concerned with the things that the spirit is concerned with, uh, Rabbi Brian specifically said that you know sometimes when he's hearing these things, he knows his spirit's asleep. He's interested. It's 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 interesting, definitely. But he uh, you know he, he's kind of like doing it out of the flesh, if you will. So um, if you can go to the next image. <clears throat> so I don't know how this is gonna work because it worked well on a computer screen. So I just wanted to show you something that like. I feel that there are certain things, there are certain things that even if the Lord showed us, immediately after that, we couldn't, we wouldn't be able to see it anymore. So, you know, like optical illusion sometimes. So you, yeah, I, there was one I was thinking about getting, it's like an old lady or a young woman, and it's like you flip it, and once you see it, you could see both of them, but until then, somebody's like, oh, it's an upside down old lady. Some people, it's like a young woman. So... <laughs> So this here is two gray squares. So I want I want to give you this visualization because sometimes even myself, as I as I look at others, there's times where I look at others and I say that person. I'll use the darker gray. That person is definitely in sin. That person is sin, and this is me. Or or we could say this is the world, and this is this is this is the Lord. You know, we we we, we like to categorize things. We like to label things. We like to. We like to put things in boxes, but the, the thing about that is our God is outside the box. He's outside the box so far that he's outside of time altogether. And um, there's, there's a little trick to this picture that 
whether you stare at this picture and you associate yourself with the top square or the bottom square, whoever you are thinking of as you look at this, if you can, from wherever you sit, block this middle section. I'll actually, I'll see if I can do it myself. I'll do it with my arm, I guess. If you can block this middle section right here and you look at it long enough, it's the same color. It's the same exact color gray. But when I move my hand, you naturally automatically associate this with being dark gray and this with being light gray by the light that's shining, this shading here, this little white area, this little darker area, your brain, I can show you as many times as you want. I can keep doing this all day, and you will continue to, your mind will automatically see this is light and that is dark. And I just wanted to show this illustration because some things, we, we think we have it. We think we have it. That was like the picture before. Like even if you think, all right, I, I, I got this image. I know it's kind of strange. The first image I showed is it, a little black, a little purple, a little reddish color, but you go to the next one, Stephanie. But th this is a tiny little fragment. This is, I took this little section right here of that picture and made it huge. So even if you stared at it long enough and people could have had guesses and people could have said, oh, you know, wh whatever they thought it was, they could have created in their mind what was around it or what the colors were. It was a tiny, and I feel like this is what's actually happening. Whatever, it, what is happening is happening. You know, whatever g God is doing, whatever Adonai is doing, this is it. It's actually far greater. The lion would probably have a full body with a backdrop, and you'd be able to look at it in 3D. But what I wanted to just show you is that, like, even when we think we have a handle on it, and even when we think he does certain things. So uh, this just popped in my head. So, I, so last Shabbat, I was excited. I was full of, full of the spirit. I was really happy to be here. I was excited because of the blessing of the firstborn also. And... I was like, I was praying about it, and I wish I was the firstborn because I wanted to get the blessing, but I'm not the firstborn. So I, I described that, I explained that a little bit. And it was funny, Rabbi was like, well, you know, you could sit, be, come in the place of your older brother. But I'm like, I didn't want to do that, and it felt led. Um, so la, la, after the, the previous week and then leading up to last Shabbat, I realized my daughters and my wife are all firstborns from, from their father. And I talked to Rabbi, and I said, why, wait, wait, Rabbi, you know, my, and I, and I, I, re, I read the scriptures, so I don't know why I missed this, but I said, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the father or the mother, the daughter or the son. Does this matter? Because I want to make sure I'm doing things right the way the father wants us to do them. But I feel like even when we think we got it, we don't got it. So I really felt led, really felt like in prayer and reading and meditation that that's what fa the father wanted me to do, is to tell you guys briefly about that, have them blessed. I was like, yes, awesome, because the firstborn goes, gets the blessing, he comes back, and the whole household's blessed. And I got three of them now. So I'm like, that's a triple blessing when I only wanted the single blessing. So I was super excited. Well, what you guys didn't know was the next two days, I was, I was just broken and sad and conflicted and confused because for whatever reason, the Lord wanted me to remember a small piece, small piece of, piece of scripture the next day, which was the firstborn from the womb. So now I'm sitting there, Oh, God, like if I could wear sackcloth and tear my clothes and throw dirt in my head, I probably would have because I'm like, they all are firstborn from their fathers. So now does this null and void this blessing? Because he does things that we don't understand, so I don't fully comprehend it. But just like um, with Joseph and his sons, he's like, whoa, 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 your hands are in the wrong places. But there was something more to that. And I feel that praying about that, and finally I'm okay with that. Now I give it, I give it to God, whatever it is. But I feel that because of this Messiah, this 
that we, we kind of have a handle on, but I feel it's so far greater. This Messiah who, who died for us. And if you believe in the scriptures, the, the Old Testament or the Tanakh or the New Testament, then you, you believe in this one God, but that is just vast. That is, you know, if you believe in that Yeshua is the Messiah, you, you, just, you, you accept all these things that maybe we don't think about or our perception has been a certain way. And he dwells spiritually within us. So I felt that it was okay that they received the blessing. Because the first, the firstborn of all firstborns lives within them. But I just want to share that story with you that there are times where we think we got it or we, we say things to certain people and, um, and then we find out later that maybe we were wrong. But at that time when you said it, if you are coming with a pure heart and what the Lord is putting on you to, you know, to say or, or to you know, teach, or sometimes you know, even rebuke at times or hold accountable, that trust in him in that moment. Seek him first and all else will be added on to you. I, I put, put a definition up. We could just go to the definition real quick. And um, this, is, this is what I kept thinking, um, a mosaic. There's this mosaic uh, of, of God or of the Messiah that, that is going on that we, we may acknowledge at times or may not see, but in a mosaic, I just want to show you the definition because I'm not all that knowledgeable, so I wanted it for myself too. A picture or pattern produced by arranging together small colored pieces of hard material such as stone, tile, or glass. So we know, you know, he's the potter, he's making these vessels, we are the vessels, all these different things. Ra uh, the rabbi a couple weeks ago said about uh, Gideon in, in the earthly vessels, and the fires inside of them, and then eventually they get shattered to reveal that fire that was within them, that, that, is, that is our, our story also. These, these pieces, of it's a, it's a puzzle almost, and it is this beautiful picture like the lion, if you want to go back to the lion stuff. And there's all these different colors, all these different pieces. And we are standing out here right now, let's say outside of time, looking at that now that it's finished. But when the person started painting that or whatever it may have been, when they looked at that, when it was just a, maybe a black canvas, we can't always see it, you know. And he's, he's doing this, this beautiful thing, putting, putting all these pieces together. And I don't understand it all, and I do not have all the answers. But I encourage you all that I know the one who does and I know you know the one who does also. And, you know, go, 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 before, go before him and, and just seek, seek him first. That's all. I just, I don't know how I ended up with this opportunity to speak before you guys. I don't think I'm the most eloquent speaker. Just kind of, the Lord just does random things and puts them all, all into place. And if I can do nothing else, I just want to encourage you, no matter the circumstance, no matter where you were, where you are, where you think you're going, when, when your sins were atoned for, when your sins were, were forgiven, it was for past, present, and future. This isn't, this isn't a, um, a reason to continue on sinning or, or to go out of here and just do whatever you want because from, from that blessing that you have received, you want, you want to return that love. We can never repay it, but we want to out of love for the Father, out of love, love for our God, you know, obey the commands that he puts on your heart and, and love each other, love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, I just hope that this kind of change, changes your pr perspective or at least gets you to think about perspective a little bit more. 
And uh, there was just one more thing I want to share was about that story of Gideon. I, w- I was really thinking about this story in these earthly vessels, as the rabbi put it, earthly vessels, and how he, that is related to us. We are this earthly vessel that this, the fire is put within. The Holy Spirit is within us. And the, 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 the thing that kept coming to mind is that we're covered in the blood of the lamb, the sacrificial lamb. Nothing I did, it's his righteousness poured out on me and, his, and all he did because we couldn't do it for ourselves. And the thing that kept coming to mind was Cain and Abel. And I was kind of confused. I'm like, why, why does this keep coming to mind? So I want to go back and read Cain and Abel. And it says that, you know, he says, am I my brother's keeper? Or Cain kills Abel, for those of you who don't know. And he said, am I my brother's keeper? And then after that, um, the Lord says to him that the, the earth, the blood, the blood that you, your brother's blood from you killing him is in the earth and it's calling out to me. And that just stood out to me so, so, so greatly because if we are this, now we're not earth, just earth, we're earthly vessel. God spent six days creating, you know, everything. It, and then the seventh day, well, the seventh day rested, but he, he, he spoke everything to existence. And with us, he created us with his hands. All right. He created us with his hands. He takes the earth, makes a vessel. This, this is something greater than the earth. So he takes the the earth makes a vessel, which is in relation to us specifically because he didn't do it, and then in relation to the Gideon story. So now in the, in the New Testament, we have this sacrificial lamb who covers us in his blood. So how much greater is the blood of Messiah than the blood of Abel? And how much greater is the earthly vessel than the actual earth? And if the earth cries out to the Father, from the blood that was spilled from Abel, how much more should we be crying out to the Father when it's the Messiah's blood that covers us? And I just, I just, it's just, I don't know what specifically that you all, each of you individually, but I trust in this beautiful picture. Some over here might be crying out for one thing, some over there might be crying out for another, but if we have that privilege and he hears us, should we not? Should we, should we not be seeking him? Should we not be reaching to touch his hand? You know, and, and sometimes in, in, um, in place of those that we love, you know, I, I, I believe that if he's willing to listen to me, he's willing to hear what I have to say about each and every one of you, you know, in accordance with his, to his will, you know, he will, he will um, answer my prayers. But I just want to encourage you in that way because I just... I don't know, I was just blowing my mind, thinking about things, and um, yeah, I just hope that, you know, it's just, life is tough, you know, sometimes, it is, and coming here, and some people, I don't want to label anybody, but it's different, it's different when we come in here than when we're out there. And we're all human. I'm, I'm definitely human. So I, sh- you know, I hope that whatever the Lord is doing in your life, you can see it, you can feel it, you can taste it, you can hear it, and it carries with you the other six days to uh, the next Shabbat, where He will give you His peace and His rest.